It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Good to be with you. I'm Jeff, that's Tom. Director Matthew is here as well. You're you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Always appreciate it. You know what's fun? Had a chance today, as we get right to it. By the way, you can find us on uh, Twitter, at Jay Cameron Show. A couple things to uh, to note about that. Uh, first of all, um, if you're following me on Twitter, then you know uh, that we've made a couple of adjustments. The guys here... They got access to my to my password, and they're posting uh, videos of the show uh, as we go along. So uh, another means by which to watch the show is all I'm saying. So that's good. Just go over there to my Twitter feed, and you can watch, right? Your Twitter feed also will be uh, promoting it to see how many people actually latch on to the uh, you know 15 to 25-year-old demo. But we're on Twitch now, too. We are? Yeah. Yeah, that happened the other day. Do we have to do anything crazy to be on Twitch? No, no, we don't have to Twitch or anything like that. No, no I know, but I mean, isn't that for like gamers? It is, but there's also a wing of podcasting and sports shows that are on there. So. I was approached about yeah. doing one, Tom. I'm glad we're on there. I was approached uh, by a guy neither of us respect uh, at all. Oh, okay. Um, and he asked me to... Uh, I feel like your list is longer in that regard than... That's true. Oh, uh, at least of broadcasters, because <laughs> yeah, there's so many absolutely. bad ones. Yeah. Uh, scotches and beers and musicians. and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I can be elitist about a lot of things. Um, uh, but but uh, in particular, broadcasters. Uh, and, and uh, it's, I mean, it's my chosen profession, you know. But I would... I would <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. Uh, this particular individual, you know, he fell into the game. But he's not good at what he does, and uh, he he called me and said, uh, "Would you perhaps have interest in doing a Twitch show for me, Jeff? I'm starting a network, and uh, he he is he he's got one, I think." And uh, and I said, uh, "Well, okay, uh, I want this much money," and I tried to price myself in a way that he could not hire me, and it worked. <laughs> it worked. He was like, "Oh well, no." We're not doing that. I was like, okay, well, have a good one. And I couldn't have known that, uh, what, a year and a half later, Tom, Twitch would be all the rage. Did I miss out? 
by turning down, by pricing myself out of the Twitch game? No. no, because now I'm on Twitch. No, well, there you go. There you go. There you go. That's how it works. Yeah, we didn't promote it the last couple of days, and we're not going to until really fall practice. Or, Maybe sorry, ever. Spring Maybe. practice yeah. starts, that is. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. You know, another thing, now that I'm on Twitch, golly, we're going all in, huh? I'm supposed to get on the message boards, too, I was told. Uh, but I haven't done that. I haven't done that. I don't know. How does one ease their way onto a message board? Ease their way? Well, in? you know, I have. You could, I mean, you could I create a burner for, account. And I then... work. <laughs> that would be fun. I could call it Jeff Cameron's burner account. And that'd be the name. And it's actually yeah, you. It's actually me. Uh, Boy, I love this show. Yeah, every day you could every post day, it in the links At 1 o'clock. I love yeah. this show. It's awesome. In fact, there it is. That's what I'm going to do. My new handle on warchant.com, on the message boards, on the tribal council, I'll be uh, Jeff Cameron's burner account. And then at 1 o'clock every day, I love this show, and that'll be the only time I interact. Uh, but no, I, I, I'm supposed to start doing that. So soon enough, coming to a message board near you, uh, that's what's going to happen. You could just do like a Reddit AMA. You okay. know? Could. On the message board? Yeah. Sure. Well, because you'll give, I mean, one-word answers with punctuation and everything. You'll be like, no. <laughs> I think we're pretty much an open book on this show, so I don't know how many questions there'd be. I've admitted to crimes. I mean, what am I, <laughs> I mean, what, what are we going to do here? Um, you know? I think, you could do your power rankings there. You could release power rankings on like uh, albums you're feeling right now, or scotches in the cabinet, or uh, but I could dinners do that on, on your own home menu. Should I do that on the tribal council? Sure. Shouldn't that be on the general? Isn't do we have? At oh, there's like 74 forums. Uh, Is there? Yeah. So I wasn't told which ones I had to interact on. Is there? Is there a, a snobby board where I can go be snobby with my snobby friends? Oh, you could say that's the TC in some circumstances. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I want to go. You go on the recruiting board and just start that kind of talk. They'll drive. They'll, they'll, what? I want to talk about these adult topics. I want to hear about seventeen-year-olds. I want to go to the recruiting board and make stuff up, and make it really difficult. Uh, no. For the moderators on the board, <laughs> great. I'm going to get on there and be like, "I heard we signed, and I'll pick the number one recruit for 20." Caleb Williams doesn't like USC. He's on his way. He's called Mike. We've uh, we've recruited over Jordan Travis with Caleb Williams. He'll be here in an hour. Mark it down, Jeff Cameron. <laughs> Bob Stoops is our new offensive coordinator. <laughs> Uh, we did a video yesterday on Warchant.com. I think it's up now. It it's is live. up now. It went out this morning. It went live, as the kids say. This morning, right there on Warchant, you can watch it. You can read about it. You can do all those things, interact with it, celebrate it, hold it on high, pass it along. It uh, is us talking about quarterback. And I knew what was going to happen. Uh, we, we tend to agree more than we don't on that situation. And it got me thinking. I had this conversation. My dad is in town or was in town until this morning, and we started talking about football, and that's is we're wont to do. And, of course, whenever you talk about football, invariably the question of quarterback comes up. And we st we asked the uh, larger question about the kind of year uh, that Jordan Travis is going to have, the kind of season that Florida State's going to have. And, you know, I told you, uh, I think two weeks ago, we were all excited because on Bill Conley's uh, SP plus rankings, Florida State was in the top 25. In fact, all of the big three, Florida State, Florida, and Miami, were in the top 25. And given that uh, it was a rough, rough go 
let's say, last year for those teams, in particular us. Um, that was kind of a revelation in and of itself that Florida State was a top 25 team, that the three state schools were. And then, uh, and then I started thinking about it, and I started thinking about what is a reasonable expectation. You and I already did W's and L's, and I know you have us, I mean, goodness gracious, you have us kicking ass and taking names. I give us eight. I think I oh, I think eight. he gives more than that. I, I think he gives nine. nine. I think he had nine. <laughs> yeah, you you were you were feeling it that day. So, as illustrated by our um, kind of uh, flippant nature when we sit around and do the uh, W's and L's, I'm sure that'll change two and three times before we do the one in August, which this year is the month that the season opens with a little hey. uh, little Duquesne action on August 27th. But you can say that now that you know on August 1st there is football this month and it's not just, you know, Hawaii and yeah, uh, San Diego yeah. State kicking out, you know, on the in, on the island. It's us. I don't know why I forgot and the very reason we did W's and L's was because it was released. I forgot that I could go over to the warchant.com football schedule page and click on it and see times and in some cases dates and well, in all cases dates, but sometimes times uh for these games. Like the spring game is five o'clock. It's on the ACC network, April the ninth. Hopefully, this year they cut to it in time for kickoff. Last year they were finishing up a lacrosse game. Well, we know Literally how the, we know how this network runs. Uh, it is lacrosse, uh, lacrosse, lacrosse centric. It is uh, that, and then probably soccer and volleyball. Very important. Very important to the ACC. Yeah, if I'm a lacrosse coach on the east coast of this country, there's no other mm. show I'm watching in the mornings than the ACC Network's morning <laughs> show. So I'm going back over it. Duquesne, LSU, bye week, Louisville. We go Sunday, Friday, by the way. Not within the same week, but we go Sunday, Friday. And then uh, then we get a sense of normalcy. I really wish the game in New Orleans on September the 4th was September the 3rd on a Saturday. Uh, we feel a little bit better. A little bit better about hanging out in New Orleans for that extra day. Something about carrying that over onto a Monday scares me. I know how loose we can get and how we're going to be dreading the drive back. Unless we're just celebrating massive amounts of cash, infusions of cash, hanging out at Harrah's. Well, yes, and you know what? You can sports gamble now in New Orleans. I looked that up this week. That changed late last year. And uh, was adopted in some casinos late last year and, and early this uh, 2022. But now it, you don't even need Biloxi anymore. So if we go to New Orleans, we can, we get, can go we can, to a sports book. We can do all of our preseason bets, all of our futures. Yeah. All of, oh, yeah. You and I were talking today about uh, futures for the NFL. And my boy Tom is all over the Colts in the hopes that uh, if you jump on now, you can get them at a great value. Um, because you're believing that they're going to go out and get a real quarterback. Well, yes. The, so listen, you get them now, it's and they're the value away. in case they yeah. do. It's like in case of awesome emergency. You know, at that point, then that that number is going to plummet, and you're too late. Florida State baseball tomorrow, as is the case always. Uh, I have an hour long interview in which uh, I talk to Mike Martin Jr., the head coach of Florida State Baseball, about the upcoming season, about the team, about last year, about this year, about the game, the state of the game. I thought an interesting revelation, I'll give you a tidbit that you'll hear tomorrow on the show in the second hour. Uh, Two o'clock tomorrow begins my interview with Mike Martin Jr. It is a long, involved, fun conversation. You're going to want to listen to it. You're going to want to hear it. We'll put it up uh, on warchant.com. 
Warchant TV, my Twitter. You can find it here. You'll be able to find it. But it's good. It's really good. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. And I'm not saying that because of me, which is usually the case, but because of Mike Martin Jr., who is always so candid and willing to talk about how he took a shot at the ACC, which was great. Ooh. How about that? Oh, man. That was nice. I loved it. It was uh, quality, too. Oh, yeah. It always is. But he's not afraid. He's not afraid. We did talk about the schedule. We talked about a lot of things. Um, I congratulated him on getting TCU and Cal uh, come play some baseball here. We need to do that. We need to up the ante with the baseball schedule. It, it ought to be, I want year in and year out. It's the opposite of football. I want year in and year out for Florida State baseball to play the most difficult schedule in college baseball. If it were possible, that's what I would arrange. Because it doesn't really matter if you hover around 500 as long as you make the postseason. And if you make the postseason in baseball, you're, you know, you're playing a series, you're playing a, a regional, uh, you want to be tested. You want to know what your guys are. You want to know who's got it when they have to have it. You know, when it's 3-3 three to three in the sixth and this is an important game, I want to know how guys respond in big moments against quality competition, not BS teams that we play midweek, and everybody does it. It's not just us. I understand how it works. You can't play somebody great every week. But where you can fill in the holes in the schedule with real power teams, you should. If you can get weekend series uh, at a conference against quality teams, you need to do that. And so kudos, TCU, Cal, coming. Two really good programs. TCU's really good. That'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and, uh, hell, this weekend, tomorrow, uh, you know, they got one of the better players in the country, does James Madison coming in here. So that, that's not a nothing series to start the year. I'm looking forward to it. That interview runs tomorrow. Uh, but I, I did think that uh, it was pretty interesting. Uh, one little nugget here that I'll give, give away. He thinks Major League Baseball is going to ban the shift. And we talked about that. I've been wondering about that. You've been positing that for some time. Well, well you thought it was. There's a lot of hope in there, too. Yeah, I was going to say. You were hoping that it would happen so that we see more action. Uh, more balls put in play that find a home uh, other than a glove. Yeah, so what you're rolling over. Sometimes that can be a base hit. That's the baseball I grew up watching, and I prefer it that way because it's just so damn boring. Well, I I don't think it is boring, but I I hear you. Uh, it got that way. I thought they the changes they made in baseball last year, uh, enforcing uh, the sticky rule, whatever you want to call it, uh, made a difference. Balls got put in play. There was action a lot more action. Scoring went up. Batting averages went up. ERAs went up. It wasn't a game where you watched for an hour and nobody did anything. The ball was put in play pretty much in the second half of the season. But let's just say that basketball turned into a sport in which you know coaching staffs finally devised this thing called the zone. It had never existed before, right? right? right. And then they have the zone. And so now the paint's out of commission, and it's just everybody shooting threes all day. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like that's what's happened to baseball. And I agree with you that the sticky stuff and, and legislating that within baseball's confines. I hope they keep doing it with the random checks. I mean, it's it's awkward looking that an umpire walks up to a, a pitcher and they have to look underneath their belt and stuff like that. That's weird. It is. But if it helps with action, then so be it. But I feel like that's akin to the NBA example. That's akin to what we saw in baseball. It's just you don't you don't want analytics and evolution to take away from entertainment value because this is also an entertainment business. Mm. And if the ball's not put in play and your next generation coming needs to be you know, either entangled in live gambling or action of the ball being put in play first to third, hit and runs, whatever it is, and you're doing less of it, you're not in a position to succeed. And I'm a guy who's on the fence between the generations, and I still see a difference, and it 
sucks. It's like watching FSU baseball last year with all the strikeouts. Ah, not going to be the case this year. They flipped that lineup over. They're going to have a lot more in the way of balls put in play. Uh, they're really going to be able to pitch. We know that already. But uh, he thinks uh, bat to ball is uh, is going to it's going to happen more frequently. Hard hit balls uh, as well. So that was exciting to hear and. Listen, I, I I always get excited this time of year. Uh, that was a lackluster season uh, a season ago. Not good, uh, and and I, I you know appreciate his willingness to talk about that. It just sounds like you know we're not giving the whole thing away because you guys get into a ton of topics. We do, but it sounds like, and this is not breaking news to people who follow the program closely, that picking up the baseball and in the infield might be a little bit of a journey because they they need to be multiple there to use a football term. So the game is trending this way, and I do like that. They have embraced that. So, first of all, uh, we saw in the chat here, uh, who was it uh, that noted, uh, I think it was uh, Briley, uh, noted that, you know, ban the shift because professional hitters can't learn to hit opposite field. Uh, he says it with a question mark, right? Uh, so, he he said basically that he thinks hitters are starting to come around to that, that the game dictated that you start to learn how to do that guys weren't doing it but they were paid by the home run in major league baseball so they said screw it we don't care to do it as much whereas in college baseball that's not the case so in college baseball there will be shifting this year Florida State will be amongst the teams that does it uh he's a big believer in all of that but he does think in time that that is going to get outlawed but he wants his players to be versatile enough to hit the other way to hit all fields and do those things and he wants interchangeable infielders which is you got to be able to play short, third, second, first, all of it. Well, to to answer the question though, I I, I don't uh, professional hitters have the best eye hand coordination in the world. They can hit opposite field if they want to. It's not that they're incapable of doing so. It's yeah, just that they're paid not to not to. to, and they're paid not to. Yeah, yeah. A team would rather have two thirty five and twenty eight bombs versus two eighty five and twelve. Fifteen, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if that's the way the market's well, going, then remember- so be it. You know, that's the way I'm going to play as a hitter to, to play to pole. I think I was ahead of my time, Tom. I got into a fierce argument years ago at AJ's with a friend of mine uh, in mid-90s, and we were talking about American League Baseball, and I said, I was talking about, I can't remember which hitter I was talking about. It wasn't Frank Thomas, but it was somebody who hit a ton of home runs, and at the time, his batting average was really low. Like a Adam Dave, Dunn? Like a Dave Kingman type. Yeah, Adam Dunn, somebody like that. And uh, Rob Deere, who, for those of you that go way back. And and I said, I don't care if he hits 206. If, if I... If uh, if I'm hiring or or signing to contract a uh, a DH just explicitly a DH, I want him to hit 40 home runs and drive in 100, and I don't really care if he hits for average at all. I'm just going to tell him to swing away, and if he runs into one and one for four, and hits a home run, great. That's all I need out of you. There are other guys that I want setting the table, put the ball in play more, all of that, but a DH isn't one of them. Adam one, Dunn is yeah. the king of the three true outcomes because his on-base percentage was high. He struck out a million times, and he hit a lot of home runs. Yeah. Nick Johnson was like that, too, briefly, before he got hurt. Yeah, it's um, it'll be it's going to be a, a lot of fun uh, this year. I think this team's a lot better. Long story short, that interview tomorrow, I think you'll enjoy it. It'll be on at 2 o'clock when we do the JCS. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Sticks. Legacy continues. J.Y., Tommy, Chuck, Todd, Lawrence, Ricky, and Will. Sticks. February 22nd, 2022. Donald L. Tucker Civic Center. Sticks. With one hit song after another. Tickets on sale now at TuckerCivicCenter.com. Don't miss Sticks live. 
wanted to hunt it down. Um, there's a unsettling and and potentially very sad um, piece of news to pass along if we can get confirmation, uh, and I and I will if we do. Uh, but right now, I'm just it's internet uh, rumors. Um, not saying that anybody's trying to go out of their way to make anything terrible up like this, but uh, hearing hearing the passing of a former Florida State football player and we're looking to see if that's accurate or not, and I'm sure we'll know before the end of the show. So if that happens, I'll address it and uh, pass along some memories of this particular player because I, I, I remember him well. Uh, Arizona State's quarterback, Jaden Daniels, has said, I'm entering the transfer portal, everybody. Uh, good job, buddy. I didn't think you'd get there. Well, sometimes it doesn't fit in the context of our conversation. That rule about every time, I think I would have been smacked by somebody if, if we did that. Mm. So, this felt appropriate. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Um, I like that it. we know that it annoys somebody. They said so. They told us in the chat one time, and I love that we know that now. But these days we use that term, I mean, <laughs> six times a show. That's pretty good. Yeah. Six times a show. So, I mean, that would really. Yeah, that would be a lot. Else. That'd be a lot. But then you could just turn around and play That's Not What You Do over and over again. We haven't played that soundbite here in a long time. Yeah. We used to play it a lot. A few times. Yeah. Certainly in football season when we were talking about offense. Damn it, man. So Jaden Daniels entering the NCAA transfer portal, according to uh, a sundevilsource.com. Uh, so here it is. He, uh, he decides to, uh, to call. So do we want him? We want to bring in Jaden Daniels, everybody? It's sight unseen. I have no idea. You haven't watched Jaden Daniels? Probably. Probably didn't know who I was watching. I, I get the team. Playing for Herm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, class of 2019 was a three, a four-star player, 6'3", really skinny. My man needs to eat something now. California kid. As much as I enjoy visiting uh, the state of uh, California and having fun in some of its uh, wonderful cities. Uh, I'm never usually a big fan of bringing in California kids from a football standpoint. I'm biased against California players, Tom. Who's your favorite one we ever had? Do you have one? No. They, they, I hate them all. We got Mike Harris, the corner. <laughs> I don't know if that was California Community College or he was originally from out there, but I remember there was a California tie there. He's a good player. I'm sure I'm forgetting a player that others will go, Are you crazy? I know it's not Lorenzo Booker. Um, I'm trying to think. It's not Chris Ricks. I'm trying to think other California players that I go, you know what, that guy. You know what you never hear said about players from California? They're tough. Never hear that. Never hear that. We're always, you know what happens if you're watching a kid from, I'm not saying there aren't good players. There have been plenty of good players out of California. They just haven't come here. When I, whenever we're watching a guy from California and he's playing for Florida State, invariably while we're sitting there watching, at some point either Tom turns to me or I turn to him and say, soft ass. Every time. That sounds about right. Yeah, every time. Anyhow, Jaden Daniels from California, San Bernardino to be specific. Uh, Just threw his uh, PFF stuff, uh, stuff up yeah. on the uh, video feed. Oh, nicely done. Let's weigh in. Let's take a look at it. Those are good numbers, Tom. A lot of green. There's a lot of green there. A lot of green. Probably because he's going against soft-ass West Coast defenses. Correct. Like Stanford and UCLA and Washington State. This year, Washington. 
Looks like things got a lot worse for him as the season went along with the USC's and Washington's of the world. You see that passing grade just go. I will say this, man. Uh, okay, there you go. Good job, Steve. Travis Johnson was a good player. You're right. You're right. Uh, so, Jaden, <laughs> great agility, though, Jeff. <laughs> uh, so, I would say this. He is an upgrade as a backup quarterback on our roster. If you're looking for a guy to back up um, a starting quarterback, a certain starting quarterback, then I would say yes. Let's bring him on in. I'm sure he's looking to start. Yeah, no, I, I, again, I understand, everybody, there have been great players uh, born and raised in California. They just haven't come here. By and large, they have not been here. I get Tom Brady's from California. Really good quarterback. Didn't play here. Um, and yeah, you want a two hour special about Lorenzo Booker. We're never going to get it. It's never going to happen. I'm still mad about it. All I say about Lorenzo Booker, Leon Washington. That's all I say about Lorenzo Booker, um, is Leon Washington. And man was Leon Washington. a Badass. God, I love Leon Washington. I think Leon Washington, Tom might be in my top five favorite Florida state players of all time. Well, we know one of them. Well, actually, we know two of them. Marvin Jones and, and Jameis Winston, right? Oh, did Jameis fall out of your top five? No, I, oh, I love Jameis. No. I, I don't know that I ever had him in my top five. He was awesome. I what? loved him. I, I mean, I loved him. I mean, was, listen, I stated the obvious when he was here, and I didn't fool around about it, and I didn't qualify it. I wasn't afraid to tell everybody to stand on top of the mountain and let them all know Jameis Winston's a badass. He is, and he was for us, and a national champion, and a fierce competitor and an all-time great college quarterback. I was unwavering in that. I still am. But, but he's not in but your I don't top know. five. Well, man, that's a, I've been going to games for a long time, and I tend to like guys. Now, Marvin Jones is an all-time great player. He was an all-time great player and recognized as such nationally. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame now. So all of that, you know, he's not a low-profile player. But I, I tend to gravitate towards guys, not glue guys per se, but guys that played at Florida State that maybe didn't have as high a profile that I just loved, either because of their toughness, what they provided for the team, um, maybe their attitude, their mentality. Um, I just, I, what are you going to do? I loved, um, really loved uh, Leon Washington as a player. He was fantastic and i think incredibly oddly enough underrated and i wish his pro career had been longer because he was productive and really when he got to the pros he ended up being a really good special teams player if you recall but i thought he would have a longer uh career than than he did um was a really good player who was the uh kick returner that we both love punt returner that was a stud um i think on the 2005 team that uh, won the acc uh against virginia tech over willie tech. reed willie reed i liked willie Ooh. reed a lot when willie reed Had great to reach back for that one i love willie reed so did mike Tarico. willie reed was good willie reed. Well, willie reed was a good player Really good player, and he's on. He's not in my top five, but Willie Reed was high on my list. What? I love Willie Reed. <laughs> Nowhere. I knew. Hey, and these. So Jameis is like thirtieth on your list. No, huh? no, but uh, this day and age, uh, I what I wouldn't give for a Willie Reed. When I watch us try to return punts, I think, God, dog it, I miss me some Willie Reed. For me, it's Jalen Ramsey, Deion Sanders. You know, one two. <laughs> Tough debate. See which one's neither top. one are on your <laughs> yeah, list. No, Lamarcus Joyner is though. Love me some Lamarcus oh, Joyner. Oh man, 
What a program changer. Fun to talk to. Mean, but but not to talk to. I mean, you could just see his attitude as a player, nasty. Oh, and when he closed, when wanted, he knew. Wanted to hurt you. Oh, that closing speed was unbelievable. Several times we would watch games and see LaMarcus Joyner, you'd be like, oh, my God, that was a blur. Look at that. Clemson. I mean, just sit to watch him rock it in, you're like, oh, no, those are evil intentions. This is a Duke game that you almost got thrown out of the box for because of LaMarcus <laughs> on the sidelines. I forgot about Oh, this. he killed him. He's dead. People got upset with me about yep. that. No, I broke the rules in the box. I'm not supposed to celebrate or emote emotionally in the box. But they got upset that I thought he killed him. And, of course, I didn't mean that he killed him. It's facetious. But where I come from, we celebrate hitting people hard, Tom. But that's akin to being in a library, you know? Yeah. And just saying, whoop. I was like, oh. Got a gun. He killed him. He killed him. Well, that kid... He was running straight up like Drew Weatherford against Virginia Tech. Like, what the hell are you doing? Remember when Drew Weatherford got knocked the hell out against Virginia Tech and it, we welcomed in a new era of quarterback, thankfully? Yeah. Uh, With a pick six on his first play, I think, Yeah, Potter. but all I remember is Weatherford is just running like there's no other player on the field. Like, oh, nobody's going to hit me. I'm just going to casually run standing straight up. Bam! The crazy thing about that <laughs> game is we hurt Sean Glennon, Mike's brother, and Tyrod Taylor came in, if memory serves. Mm. And it was like a switcheroo because both starters got hurt and the net differential actually hurt us in that game. Because uh, Virginia Tech's backup was far more capable. Yeah, yeah. But we ended up learning a lot about our future uh, backup, uh, later starter. My fellow orientation classmate. We're in the same room with 20 people. Good story to tell about Darnell Dockett, uh, my producer, Tom Lang had to interview him for an EA Sports release. And Darnell is an interesting individual, uh, to say the least. Do that within two seconds. Yeah. So Darnell does the interview talking to Tom because I, well, it was funny. You were awfully nice about that one. You took one for the team. I didn't want to do the interview because I was leaving. And you were like, uh, do you want to do this one for the team or dictated to to take one for the team? Well, I asked you to do that interview, yeah. So EA Sports wanted to promote this. They were going to send out games. And uh, and Darnell Dockett was a part of that. And they wanted us to interview him. And I said, Tom, interview Darnell Dockett. I'm leaving. And he said, all right. So he did. Where are we going to post this? (laughs) Post to the website. Great. 50 clicks. Yep. So you did. And my favorite part about that was you called me later to tell me that he did the entire interview while driving on the highway with his windows down. Yeah. <laughs> Darnell, how you doing today? <laughs> I'm effing great. <laughs> oh, it's so GD hot in here. I got to roll my windows down. Yeah, that was crazy. So, Darnell, what do you think? Of- <laughs> like, all right. Well, this is going to be the longest eight minutes in radio history. Well, you just had to go through the motions. And he said, like, hey, by the way, can you tell them to give me a game? How am I going to be doing this interview and they don't give me a free game? What's up with that? <laughs> they told me to call you. You, you wanted to say, I don't work for EA, my man. Nor do I make millions of dollars a year. <laughs> you can buy a game, Darnell. You could buy the... You got the cash. You could buy the EB store. You're not strapped. <laughs> it's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply God's own dying sun. what's going on with pit I bring them up because they won them last night against North Carolina. All of a sudden, our loss to them, which was ugly, terribly ugly at the time, it's not as ugly anymore. They've won three straight. What's going on? A little rematch in the ACC championship mm, game in Brooklyn. A magical week in there Brooklyn. We go. It'll be the capper. Pitt walked into the Dean Dome and dismantled North Carolina. Had a 21-point lead in that game midway through the second half. Tom, I live bet that game. Oh, pounced on it, did you? Mm-hmm. I could see where that was headed. It was trending in that direction. Carolina was listless. Didn't show up at all. We're going through the motions. Kind of looked like us uh, the other night. Not not the other night. We beat Clemson, but uh, prior to that. And um, Carolina rallied fair, uh, fairly well, but they lost 76-67. That's a three-game win streak, which began, unfortunately, here at the TLC Double C. They've won three straight games. All five starters ended up in double figures. Weird. What a weird sport. It's just weird to me. Um, I mean, how in the world uh, they they've won three straight and did it on the road? Like, like after what we just saw. So two things that you especially have a nose for. Number one is when North Carolina is not going to try. You're very attuned I'm all over that to when they're not going to try. I've been for years. Roll it out there, Roy. I miss you dearly, but it's good to see the tradition continues. That is the first mention of roll it out there, Roy, on this program on these airwaves. That's important that we got well, that. Well, roll it out there, Roy. Retired on me, and I really wish uh, roll it out there had stuck around. That, yeah, but he is in a way. Yesterday's yeah, effort yeah, says that there's a legacy. It, right? yeah. There's a legacy to what he's doing. The other thing that you've got to know for it's going to be very important in September mm. is road games at Louisville for our football team. Yeah, I can tell you what's going to happen. Yep. I can tell you. I'll know that week. I'll get a feel. I'll be at practice, and I'll just turn to you and be like, "We're going to beat that ass this week, boys." Or, uh oh. Oh, man. Yeah. Please don't be uh-oh. That's a big game. Feels like the weight game from last year. It's a really big game. I had a dream last night that I was tempted not to reveal on the airwaves, not for anything salacious. Uh, I wish I had that dream. But this dream was a dream uh, that we went 10-2 and two and had a good shot at 11-1. and one. And I was standing on the sideline of a bowl game that we were playing in, but it was nondescript. And oddly, I was angry about it because I don't. The angle I had, so I was being petulant. I, the angle I had was terrible, even though I was on the sideline for a ten and two Florida State football team in a bowl game. Oh my God! You're at Yankee Stadium, and I woke up and I thought to myself, you know how you're, you 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 have cobwebs sometimes, and you wake up and 
my dad was in town. We ended up sitting there talking all night long. This is what we do. It, it, it ends up in this, I'm asking him about his time in the Army. The next thing you know, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and he's t- regaling me with these interesting stories. And oh I'm my. like, yeah, yeah it, it happens. No, we didn't get crazy. We're just, you know, we, we had a few drinks, but nothing nuts. But we're just talking, having this lengthy conversation. And it occurred to me that one of the things I need to do on the Belly and Up podcast is do a Belly and Up podcast. But secondly, I thought to myself, this is what I need to do. I need to give my dad a glass of wine and then just secretly record us talking for hours on end about his fairly interesting life <laughs> and and just have him talking about sports, everything else. We could edit it later and, and produce it, just have it out there. Because I finally had to say to him, it's almost 3 o'clock in the morning. I've got to get up in three hours. We need to go to bed. But, of course, he's like, Oh, we can stay up. I'm like, oh, you're retired. You don't have anything to do. I got stuff to do. I'm very disappointed that he didn't stick around for baseball this weekend when he was offered the opportunity to do so. Yes, he I'm was. Very disappointed. Yeah, he let me down. Could have been at the Oaks tomorrow. Hanging out for opening day of baseball. Ouch. Absolutely he could have been. But the point is, when I woke up this morning on very little sleep to get the kids ready for school and to get their lunch made, which I need to do a better job. I need to make that the night before. Yeah. Anyhow, so. Oh, uh, especially if it gets to one in the morning. Oh, say, hey, Dad, give me five minutes. Yeah, I'm going to make some lunches Actually, You know what? Help me. Yeah. Let's do some get generational sandwich here. Yeah, making. Here we go. It's time to make some sandwiches. I do take great pride in the mixture uh, of uh, the various uh, condiments that you put on said sandwiches, depending on what it is. You can't put the same condiments on tuna that you would on, say, turkey. Or certainly you don't put any condiments, really, on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's just peanut butter and jelly. So, a little mustard. <laughs> Watch this. He'll never know. I'll put it right in the middle. That way he can't see it. It'll look like peanut butter and jelly. He'll take the bite, go, what the hell? And then secretly I'll be giggling, knowing what time he's eating lunch. So <laughs> That sounds fun. You should do that. <laughs> I should do it. <laughs> uh, but no, no. So what the oddity was when I woke up and I shook the cobwebs, I was certain Florida State had gone 10 and 2. And as I was going through it in my mind, I remember thinking, how awesome is it that we dodged the bullet of having to hire a new coach? Like the main thing I took from the 10-2 and two season was that the sense of relief, and that actually does apply even though that was a dream. I don't want to start over. Mike, if you can hear me, get it together, man. I don't need you screwing this up. I don't want to start over. The, the program doesn't have time to start over. Let's go. Well, wait a second. I understand what you're what you're going for here, but yeah. to screw it up, it was already screwed up. So he's got to fix it faster. No, no, that, yeah. that's what he needs to yeah. do. He needs to yeah, fix yeah, it yeah. faster. Let's get on with the getting, as I like to say. Let's go. Now, I'm not mad at him. I'm, this isn't coming from a place of anger. I feel like you know he had a couple of moments that aren't flattering, but for the most part, I think he's done a pretty good job given the circumstances. Because those are real things. Those are real factors. You can't just dismiss them and say win more. That's just dumb. That's what fans do, and it's stupid. But I honestly, uh, I do know that this is the pivotal year for him as it pertains to his time and future here. I'm not saying he gets fired next year. He won't, short of going 4-8. and eight, He's not going to get fired, but he might as well be if they go 7-5 and five or 6-6 six and because six, he's not going to have the momentum. We talk about this. He's not going to be able to win in recruiting and get to where he needs to get the following year, so he'll be a dead man walking, and we'll be sitting around here just spinning our wheels. Running on a treadmill to nowhere. 
furious is what we'll be. Well, if we have that record, then I hope we can find a way to spin that because it's going to be a very boring four months or five months because you can't make it up at that point. I, I There's no way to go seven and five and have it be a good year. There's no – I mean, I guess if, if you're riddled with injury – uh, maybe. I mean, something like that. Uh, we we never know how the season. Jordan Travis gets hurt. He's out for uh, a month. Then it's the AJ Duffy show. Here comes Jaden Daniels. No. Woohoo! Let's go. No, but so I did. I felt a real sense of relief because Florida State went ten and two, and I thought, okay, well here we go. That opens the door to so many more recruits. That gives this fan base confidence. It's the impetus for an infusion of not only life but. Sorely needed cash. Yeah. Uh, the apex is higher in the sky. All of a sudden, man, a little spring in your step. You might even shimmy as you get over to that coffee. You might. 10 and 2 will make you shimmy now. It didn't used to. 10 and 2 used to be a reason to lament that we didn't reach our potential. Yes. But that is many moons ago. But I can tell you, coming out of the lost decade in my time as an undergrad, mm-hmm. which has only been worsened. You know, it's not better. It would be the opposite, right? So worsened by this group of kids, these poor souls that are undergrads right now. When we won 10 in the year 2010, and it took the bowl game to do it, that was an empowering moment. We did celebrate 10 wins in that particular season. We celebrated it big time. Oh, it was it was, it was very exciting. So it's been done recently. I'm ready. I'm ready to have that celebration, Tom. I'd like to invite everybody over. Remember at the old place when we were doing radio at uh, – at the old place, uh, the 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 AM dial, all Saints District. Oh, okay. All right. So when we were there, uh, I remember at one point, I was encouraging uh, everybody to come out for a, uh, a not a block party per se, but a deck party. We were going to have like a big deck party. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I think that was the sturdiest part of that actual house was that deck. And I miss the Carpenter Beast that I used mm. to talk to. Where did they go? Some other wood. Oriented place. I, I don't know. That they must have been devastated when that place got torn down. No, I always like. We've fella. returned here forever. Um. So you know, if you recall, uh, those guys would be flying around our heads. I informed everybody at ESPN that. Uh, oh, don't worry. They they only threatened to sting you, but they can't. They've been shortchanged. Evolution screwed them. They're just fat, starving for wood. Hey, that's what they did. Just move along. <laughs> So my thing was, we were going to have that deck party on behalf of a 10-win team. We were going to celebrate that. So maybe, maybe, right here on the air right now, we'll commit to something. If they win 10 games, Tom, let's have a party somewhere. Let's have all the listeners, all the fine folks on Warchant.com, Warchant TV, 93.3. Everybody, come on. Come on, let's have a big party together if they win 10 games. Where are we going? Where are we doing? Wherever it is, it's 10 beers for $10. You want to go to Universal? Go. We can all meet at Universal, oh. have a big party. I've never been. That's why I'm saying that. <laughs> You're trying to take the kids there on all the roller coasters? <laughs> I'm trying to get a free trip. I've never been to Universal. <laughs> you want? To, you don't strike me as somebody who, I need to go to a theme park guy. Oh, no, I'm not a big fan of theme parks, per se. I do like uh, roller coasters, so, I mean, it's then kind of a... you go to Islands. Yeah, Islands of Adventure. Is that better? It's, it's Universal. It's just the other park. I haven't been there since senior day for my... Uh, Eighth grade year in 2001. It's been 21 years since I've been there. What is it called? Islands of Adventure. That's, it exists? Yeah. Islands There's Universal Studios yeah, Park, and yeah. it's like, you know, Epcot is... Isn't different. Islands of Adventure just a water park? No. Oh. 
I am so far off on my part. I went there 21 years ago. I don't Maybe they changed park. the name to Harry Potter World. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have... Uh, I, I have no real insight on the parks. I, I remember skipping school when I was at Lakewood and going to Bush Gardens on the regular and riding the Black Mamba, or not the Black Mamba, uh, Black Python, or whatever the hell it was called, something like that. So I hadn't been to Bush Gardens. I'd been to, uh, to Disney Road Space Mountain, which is like a whatever. You know, it's a, out of a scale of one to ten mm-hmm. in terms of intensity. Mm-hmm. What would you call it? Four and a half? Five? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. So I got on the Hulk. At that Adventure. Oh, well. You know the rock and roller coaster that does the fast takeoff? Yes. It does it at a 45-degree angle, and then you're you're going through craziness for two minutes. Mm. Uh, yeah. To say that bad things almost happen because of fear. <laughs> I can't stop. You know it, you know how you go down rabbit holes watching videos? I can watch people scared to death on roller coasters over and over and over again, especially the ones that shoot straight up, and you got the guys just like, no, 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 no. Because I actually am not fearful of roller coasters, and I love them. But I, I will never do one of those. I'm not going to do the thing where you sit in the chair and then you rock it up. I'm not doing that it. That was the Doctor Doom. They have that uh, in Islands of Adventure I'm as well. I'm not doing that. They also had something called, it was like all those old cartoons. So the Dudley Do-Right, remember Dudley Do-Right? They had a log flume ride. And there were supposed to be little belts that came across, and they didn't. So you're just in this. You're just holding on for dear <laughs> yeah. life as you go across the like flume. locked into the side. What the hell? No, that's a nightmare. Speaking of nightmares, having a nightmare about like the, chair not locking when it's supposed to oh as you take off and you're holding on for oh no 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 no. yeah they don't click yeah you know they click over the head and then the person doesn't check you i am uncomfortably uh secure in every roller coaster i go into but that takes away some of the enjoyment you you don't come out of your seat i'm like oh we're not going anywhere you give yourself a little this car would have to fly off with me in it there's no chance i'm (laughs) you can fly out of your seat a little bit though give you a little extra enjoyment no 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 uh, I used to, I, we used to skip school my senior year and we'll get back to it guys. My senior year, they, they came up with this cockamamie, uh, attendance rule where you got not, they, there were no excused absences or not excused absences. You just got nine. Oh, wow. But each class is how stupid is that? You could break them up. We'd be like, we're just going to skip fourth, fifth, and sixth period today and seventh period. Tomorrow, we'll skip first, second, and third. And then the next day, we'll skip fourth. And then we'll come back around and skip second. And then we'll go over here. So we that's what we do. We just divvy them up. And then we'd go to Bush Gardens. And there's nobody there on a Tuesday. Yeah. It's the best. You just roll out to Bush Gardens, skip in school. We'd all pile into my Volkswagen Bug, speed shifter, baby. We'd listen to the Colt, and we'd drive the hell out there. It was awesome. That's sick. We had a day like that, but we went there with school, and it was physics day, and all the experiments broke. So it was just like, enjoy your day at Bush Gardens. Perfect. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with